Okay, guys, are you ready to play some tabletop dice-based fantasy role-playing games such as Dungeons & Dragons, GURPS, Merp, and Fatal? DM, we don't want to play your regular D&D game anymore. What? Why? Wendy? It's too tame. We're adults, see? We're highly sophisticated. We don't need the fuzzy, feel-good whimsy and automatic happy endings of typical fantasy. We want something more gritty. We would like to play an adult game with mature content like my favourite show. Oh, have you all been watching? Fine, okay, whatever. We'll play a new storyline in a new campaign setting. Is it gritty? It has to be gritty. Oh, yes, it's gritty. Is it mature? Yes. Oh, Jim, yes. It's mature. I want plotting, betrayal, and human drama. But still magic, and giants, and some dragons, because otherwise, you know... I might as well be watching some boring tripe like a Shakespeare play. Shakespeare plays have witches. Shakespeare's witches suck. They don't even have naked sex with someone and then graphically give birth to killer smoke monsters. With nudity! Shakespeare's witches aren't mature at all. Okay, okay, plotting, betrayal, human drama, and only naked witches. What's the name of this new campaign? Um, Sport of Scepters. Yeah, it's about political intrigue, and it has some giants. There was political intrigue in real medieval history, you know, as well. We could play a game set in history. We could all actually learn something about ourselves and our journey as humans. Hmm. How many hot prostitutes with all their teeth and shaved underarms and waxed legs and breast implants were there in real medieval history? Um, very few. I think Bede, maybe. I think he might have waxed his back, if that counts. Not mature enough. Not gritty enough. We want more, DM. Fine. Since when did you get so randy anyway, Gordon? You don't even have a physical body. You're just a sparkling cloud of light. I used my godlike power to give myself human lust. I wanted to see how you guys deal with it. Jim, you have nice buns. Hey, thanks, Gordon. Oh, so you gave yourself gay human lust. Why do you assume I am a man? Is it... is my voice very... I had presumed I was very feminine. No, well... I mean... Is there something wrong with my light? I had thought, clearly, it was a girlish light, perhaps a little coy. No, no, I just... We should have had this conversation earlier. It would have cleared a lot of things up. Wendy! You have nice tits. Thanks, Gordon. Wait, so you're a lesbian? I am neither. Are you transgender? I am transcendent gender. So, transgender, I suppose. But I relate more strongly to women. In my heart of hearts, I am a girlish cloud. But because I technically have no gender, the lust I wished upon myself has turned out to be omnivorous. Omnivorous, eh? Well, let me just flick the remains of my hair back coquettishly. So, DM, are we playing? Wait, wait, Alien, I just lean back on these cushions and pull my slacks up so you can see my socks. Are we starting soon or what? I have a character ready. I'll just, oh dear, I just accidentally poured maple syrup on my nipple. How absent-minded. Can we play now? Why aren't you hitting on me, you lusty cloud of light? You told me you were sexually omnivorous. 
Animals with omnivorous diets eat everything. Omnivorous means everything, right? Omnivorous animals still do not eat stones and rocks. Fine, let's just play then. What is it with men, huh, Jim? They just think we all like them. I know, especially with gay guys. I can't tell you how many times I've heard straight guys say, a gay guy was hitting on me, or gay guys think I'm hot. And it's never true. Straight guys love to think it, though. It's probably because gay men are more picky than women. Women, well, well, just go out with whatever slob, regardless whether he has a pudgy stomach or is badly dressed. We're so desperately lonely, some of us, that we lower our standards. Gay guys are more strict. They're very visual, like guys with muscles or guys who are very slick and clean and take care of themselves and dress well. Of course, delusional straight guys with no concept of what they really like would love to think they could fit into that category. I'm so hot. I'm like one of those hot young things gay guys lust after, he says, with sauce on his five o'clock shadow and his belly drooping over his belt. Most straight guys could never stir their fancies or the gay ideals. They're demented if they think they would. It's a good thing they're not gay because they'd be so lonely if they were. The club would close and they would be dancing alone as from the shadows the fat 50-year-old guys who are over the hill and wanting a whiff of their younger adventures advance. It actually takes some effort over this side of the fence. Are we playing? Yeah, yeah, what are your characters? I'll be a smarmy, handsome guy who has sex with his aunt, like, every day. Sex with his aunt? It's gritty and mature. Characters in kids' literature never have sex with their aunts. Bilbo Baggins wouldn't have sex with his aunt. He's not tough enough. I'm going to be a white woman. Very, very white, like, full, hardcore Caucasian. And I'll be a princess. I bet you think in fantasy middle ages we're all oppressed well. I'll show you. And I shall be a crippled dwarf. Great. It's gritty. That it is. Okay, well, you're in the mud and it's raining. Jim, your character's dad, gets betrayed and killed. It's so unfair. Yes, it's just like life. My grim, gritty life. I've met your dad. He's lovely. He won South Australian of the Year. Yes, but he judges me so unfairly. Oh, he judges you for being gay. No, no, no. He accepts and loves me for being gay, but he judges me for that time I was drunk and I took his car without asking because I wanted to hire PlayStation games from the video store and accidentally rammed a parked Lamborghini. His insurance wouldn't cover it because he wasn't driving. He's been paying off the Lamborghini for the last five years and will be for the next 40. He judges me so harshly for that. It's just not fair. Life is so cruel. Oh, Jim, I'm so sorry. I know. Sometimes I wear all black and I sit in the corner of discos and I just look at people, you know, darkly and grimly, thinking about how bad life is. I don't expect anything good to happen anymore. I know what my life is like. When something bad happens, I just expect it. Oh, that reminds me. When I went to the shop earlier, I bought you some chocolate milk. Aw, thanks, Wendy. Wendy, your character goes through the exotic east. Yes, I want to be queen. I am strong, determined woman. I avoid all negative stereotypes. Okay, the first person you meet in the Middle East is fat, scheming, and greedy. And black. Also black. And he's surrounded by effeminate sycophants. His town is very exotic, though. In fact, all the East is exotic. I kill him and steal all the wealth he was so stupid to deserve and I put it in my proud white woman satchel. I let the exotic eastern winds pluck at my Caucasian hair. Okay, at the next town you find a guy who trades in human flesh. He constantly refers to you as a whore. He treats everyone in a subhuman way because, let's face it, he's a subhuman. But he can't be blamed. It's part of his culture. He doesn't understand humanity or human morality. He looks very Middle Eastern and he speaks in a made-up language. He has a bunch of slaves to sell. I kill him 
and steal his slaves. I give his slaves proud white women Western values. They are eternally grateful. Okay, an alien. My character has sex a lot. Okay, your crippled dwarf has a lot of sex. Fortunately, women in the Middle Ages are always gagging for it because contraception works great and childbirth is never dangerous. And all the women smell fantastic and have medieval orthodontists. I murder my enemies and fuck more whores. You do that. I feel so mature. As do I. Okay, you get your hand cut off and you're thrown in a dungeon and the dungeon has mud. What about me? I guess you rape some women? Well, there was no feminism in the Middle Ages, so we might as well show how bad women had it back then, just to be honest and to demonstrate how far women have come since. I call one woman a slut and strip her and mutilate her. I kill some more black guys and Middle Eastern types. What about me? A giant steps on you. Oh, a fantasy element. I like how you slowly built up to that. Makes it seem more believable. I stand in the corner of a dark tavern and look grimly about at people as I wear black. Can I have sex with my aunt again? A giant steps on your aunt. I like how you foreshadowed that by having a giant step on the alien's character a sentence beforehand. Okay, and then... DM. What? I feel kind of dirty. Me too. I also feel dirty, actually. I have never felt this way before, because I have no corporeal body to which dirt can cling. Yeah, I don't feel so hot either. You know... Ah. Uh... <laughs> It sure is nicer sitting out here and having a picnic in the sunshine, isn't it? Yes, I never wanted to stop playing role-playing games before, and I'd play them for days and days, but finally I found something that has made me break the habit. I'd rather be out here in the beautiful world with my friends. Yes, there was really nothing artistically redeemable about the game, was there? It appealed to the basis of human emotions and nothing else. Perfectly encapsulated all the reasons Plato indicted art in the Republic. What shall we do out here? Hmm... We could read! I bought a great book! It's called Game of No! Oh, fuck off with that. This is Patricia Quinn, and I hate role-playing R so much that I'm taking this house and going back to the planet transsexual in the galaxy of Transylvania. Come on, Riff! Shift it! <laughs> Ugh, what a night. What happened, Jim? You look terrible! I went out on Saturday night. Jim, it's... It's Friday. What? You mean I've been out all week? Look at you, you're a disgrace. Your hair is all messed up, your clothes are all wrinkled. You have an epic hobo beard and you look like and smell like a homeless person, especially with that garbage bag slung over your shoulder. What's in there? This? I made dinner for everyone. Ew, you made us garbage for dinner? No, of course not. It's KFC, about $200 worth. What the hell, Jim? Where did you get $200 from? Well, it all started that fateful night. It's a dark and stormy night. Castle Verdon is eerily silent. Lightning flashes in the windows of the throne room. The king lays dead in a pool of blood as you wipe your blade clean. Your story is so boring, and it lacks any elements of a real fantasy game. Ashley, shut the hell up. How am I supposed to run a game if you keep interrupting me? This is the fifth time you felt it necessary to tell me how sucky I am as DM, and we've only been playing for 15 minutes. It's not my fault if you lack basic storytelling skills and are the worst DM ever and don't even know how many hit points a Gabold has. You're just 
jealous, DM. Jim is doing a great job. I agree. Jim is setting an excellent scene far better than any of your stories. Oh, oh, oh. How do you even roll the dice? Disembodied alien intelligence. You have no hands. Oh, oh, oh. That was uncalled for and mean, DM. Oh, yeah, well, welcome to the new me, alien. This is me now. Mean me. Yeah, you're as bad a player as Jim is, DM. That's it, Ashley. I've had all I can stand and I can stand no more. I'm out, and I'm taking my bottle of tequila with me. Sorry, guys, but you'll have to play the game yourselves. I'm going to get laid. So I walked out on them. The DM, that jerk, always raining on my parade. I shouldn't care what he thinks, what any of them think. I know my game was solid. I worked on that story for a whole year. Oh, well, no turning back now. Labyrinth awaited. It was the name of this new gay club in town, an underground club. Only those in the know would be there, the elite gays. It was time to get my gay on. I was nervous, so I swigged some tequila. I should have taken a line too, I forget how much I hate the taste of tequila, ugh. By the time I reached the club, the bottle was empty. This was my night, I knew he would be there. That vision of beauty, he would be mine tonight. Stefan. Jim, is there a point to this story? DM, don't start this again. Take this chicken burger and shove it in your stupid, fat, ugly face and listen to the rest of my damn story. <sighs> Fine. I walk into the club, and there he was, Stefan. Surrounded by the sycophants, those terrible fags and hags that worship the ground he walks upon. They didn't stand a chance. From the moment I first laid eyes on him, I knew we were meant to be soulmates. Together, forever. I walk over to the bar, his eyes catch mine, a sly grin, my heart is pounding. Caught unawares, I walk into someone. Oi, watch it, mate! Roland, what are you doing here? Oh my, these queers and the best sores of cash. All the drugs, all the drugs, they want them, they need them. <coughs> Plus, you're really good at sticking ackies up my ass. Here's some on the house for me, buddy. What is it, Roland? It's a new secret drug, Jimmy boy. It'll take you on the most amazing adventure journey of your life. Just wash it down with this here vodka. Okay, Roland. <laughs> oh, it tastes like ash and poison. That wasn't so bad now, Jimmy, was it? Roland, what the hell did you give me? Mate, that was peyote and bong water. Oh, shit, now me bong's empty. You ruined me life, Jim. Mate, you owe me a favour now. Master, the castle is ahead, surrounded by hideous beasts. The prince is waiting to be rescued. Thank you, good squire. I shall take it from here. Your pledge to me is over. You may return home, but first, kneel before me. With this plus five bong of toking, I, King Jim, bestow upon you the title of knight. Arise, Sir Orlando. I've been waiting for this day me whole life. Me missus will be so impressed. Thou shall have to do anal. <laughs> and now, to slay some beasts. First up, the hags. Ew, they're all gross and slimy. Hey, 
you, you sexy. How's about I buy you a drink and turn your manhood into a fish stick? Yeah, we'll wrap our tacos round your sausage and you'll learn what heterosexual loving is all about. Mildred hasn't shaved in a month. It'll be like a beardy front bum, love. Oh, I think I just vomited a little bit in my mouth. Be gone, foul creatures. Sex with you would be like sticking my dick in a tissue box full of mincemeat and venereal disease. Go back to your Kingswood and check on your kids, you disgusting slatterns. Ha <laughs> 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 stupid hags. No match for the power of King Jim. <laughs> Judge Michael Igads, <laughs> gay zombies! Uh, this should be a breeze. I'll just throw these sausages and distract them. Hey, zombies, I have a tasty treat for you. Over here. Yeah. Ah, King Jim, your devious mind never ceases to amaze. Why, thank you, Jim. <laughs> but wait, what's that lurking by the tower? No, it can't be. The dreaded Hydrag Queen. I can't possibly win. I know. I'll ask David Attenborough. Hey, David, how do I beat the Hydrag Queen? The Hydrag Queen is a peculiar specimen. Standing at over seven feet tall, its face is a mask of many contrasting and paradoxical colors, meant to shock its prey into a sensory overload-induced stupor. This formidable beast is well-equipped for any situation, able to change its face to adapt, painting on different colored eyebrows to suit various situations. When threatened, it employs a nasty venom capable of incapacitating even the mightiest of nature's creatures. Whilst equipped with an acid tongue, its only known weakness is, curiously, acid to the face. This will stop the spawning of two new heads in the place of one that has been hacked off at the roots. Wow, you're so knowledgeable, David. Thanks, buddy. Okay, so vial of acid to the face, coming right up. Is my lipstick smeared? I can't fucking see in the bathroom mirrors in these cunting heels. I'm too tall! My dress is too tight for me to bend down without tearing it. I've seriously... I've been talking with lipstick on my teeth for the last ten minutes, haven't I? Ah, oh, hi, drag queen. Take this, acid to the face! Oh! You have a good throwing arm to hit me all the way up here. And where did you even get acid? We're in a cunting nightclub. Oh! Albie Mangles gave it to me. Thanks, Albie. No worries, mate. Jim, like the shorts. Come on, Stefan. I freed you from these monsters. Come with me if you want to live. I mean, really live, because the Adelaide gay scene sucks. Jim, you are so handsome and so much less feculent than the Adelaide queen. Come, get on my mighty steed. Fly, fag hag, fly! No! No! Clop, 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 clop. Hold on tight, Stefan. Oh, Jim, I love to feel your odd body against mine. You are perfect for me. As you are me, Stefan. Hold on tighter. Squeeze right in. I wouldn't want you to fall off. No! Clop. Wait, let me just light a cigarette. I've been really hanging out. Stupid non-smoking laws. Buildings rushed by in a blur and I felt the muscular body of my fag hag between my knees as she flexed her mighty haunches. But all I could think of was Stefan so close to me. But alas, as Stefan let go for a moment to light his cigarette, he tumbled from my noble fag hag steed. He fell away and rolled into the night 
and all he left behind was this crocodile skin boot with the custom vanity chains. But I will seek him out, I will make every gay in Australia try that boot on if I must until I find the foot that fits it. Until I find my Stefan. Heartbreaking! So, your night ended bittersweetly. Yeah, nah, I went to a different club afterwards and ended up having a threesome with two guys called Daryl. Nice, I always wanted to meet a Daryl. I wasn't going to let a Saturday night go to waste. That was just one night. What about the rest of the week? Mostly shivering and crying, feeling like there were bugs underneath my skin. I went to buy painkillers once at the chemist and I was sure the woman behind the counter was Satan. I started shaking uncontrollably and I crawled out on my hands and my knees. I collapsed halfway through the door in tears and the automatic doors kept opening and closing on me. Huh. Yeah, you say it's Friday, huh? This Saturday night should be killer. Whoa. Oh. 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 I swear revenge to This is J.G. Hertzler. I hate the role-playing hour. I hate it so much that I sent an entire fleet of Vulture-class heavy cruisers to blow them. Jim, Wendy, I have been studying your society via the medium of human television. Good for you. Nothing ever went wrong with a television-based education. It has come to my attention that I do little other than hanging around here at the house, laughing, joking, and palling around with you guys. I began to fear that I might not be acting my age. I thought you were young for your species. I was. Then I started playing around with electrons and had to rebuild the universe a few times from scratch. Long story short, I am now 30 times the age of existence. I would say that classifies mature. Are you two also old? What? No, the DM is old, like you. Wendy and I embody youth and beauty in this house. And Clutterbuck? Clutterbuck is ageless, like the 15th gypsy in a Bulgarian emergency ward. No one knows how old he is because no one cares. Then I think you two are perfect. True. What are we perfect for, disembodied alien intelligence? That'll take too long to answer. What are we not perfect for? I need volunteers to pick up something for me in the past. I thought you weren't going to use your powers anymore. I'm not. You'll be using the time machine. You mean the cardboard box covered in tinfoil and pack cleaners and with... A backwards backwards E in time time, but not in machine. Yes, that's the one. And what do you need us to get exactly? I need you to go back to the Wild West. I'm in. Me too. But you don't know anything about the mission yet. It's the Wild West. Horse-drawn carriages, gingham dresses, cowboys and chaps. Chaps and cowboys. But it may be dangerous. You're right. Maybe we'd better bring some help. DM. Why did you call him? I said we might need help, not we might need someone to incessantly whine about the lack of broadband in the Old West. One second, I'm, ju- I'm just finishing up playing The Sims. DM Sim just just proposed to Wendy Sim, and she just accepted. And I'm gonna have to log off now anyway because I can't handle the responsibility. Not that not that I have any real plans, Wendy. There's not. A, I don't. There's no. I'm not gonna. I'm. I mean. I'm. I wouldn't think of you in that way ever. I just. You know, we it's a big commitment. We really need to think about it before you say anything. We should think about it. Also, whenever you go in the shower, there are all these pixelations. Uh, even when I zoom right in, do you know how to turn that off? Although I suppose we could use him as arrow fodder or something. Oh, Jim. <clears throat> Tighten my belt. So, what's up, huh? Did someone die? No, no one died. Chris Cross died. One member of Chris Cross. Correction. We'll celebrate later. <laughs> the- 
disembodied alien intelligence, alien intelligence is sending us on a mission, and we thought you might like to come along. Hmm, a mission? Hang on, what kind of mission? Who gave him mission permission? He's sending us back to the Wild West to get him a... What are we getting you? A dream catcher. Ooh, pretty. Wait a minute, there's plenty in shops. Why don't you just go get one now? Uh, these modern ones do not work. They are shuddily recreated from original designs. I need one from a real, live American Indian. Why do you even need a dream catcher at all? It is... personal. Then why don't you just go back with us? That seems a lot easier. It does, doesn't it? Off you go, no time to waste. You didn't answer us. Nonsense, off you go now into the time machine. Hey, quick, quick, quit shoving. How are you even doing that? Let me set the dials for you. Pla- uh, I just had my head stuck right in the middle of the disembodied alien intelligence. What does it smell like? I am not a fart cloud. There, the machine is all set up. Now I will step out and... Here we are, in the old west. Sure is dirty. <coughs> yeah, and most of the men appear to be wearing normal pants. There's not a leather-clad cowboy anywhere in sight. Where do you suppose we're going to find an American Indian, a, a, a Native American, a Cherokee, a, a <clears throat> whatever you call them, with a dream catcher to sell? And what are we going to buy it with? Anyway, we don't have any of the local currency. Jimmy, going to have to sell your body. Weren't beads the accepted form of bribery? It worked for Louisiana. Um, yeah, I'm sure it will work for a dream catcher. Does anyone have beads? No, I'm afraid not. I've got some bubble gum. Jim, you don't have any beads. I know what you're like. They're in my other pants. Oh, damn. I- I'm wearing assless chaps. Uh, okay, well, as long as you've got some bubble gum, that's perfect. We'll just rip some of it up. In, uh, in, uh, rip some of the silver paper up and just spit the gum into here. <laughs> Roll it up and viola... Beads! Shiny. Now to find a gullible native. Oh, look! There's one using that exercise equipment in the street. Those are stocks. It's kind of like a reverse glory hole, isn't it? <laughs> Wendy, you could just kind of put your legs over the top and grind against his face. Or Jim, alternatively as well, depending on... Oh, hello! Excuse me! Hello, Mr. Indian Native American American Indian Indian Cherokee! Now. Oh, um... <clears throat> How? Not how. Ow. My back is killing me. Any chance you could get me out of this thing? Um, uh, I'm not sure we're supposed to. Oh, no, that's fine. Just leave me in here. You know, this whole country used to belong to my people. Yeah, my grandfather taught me to hunt in the wood about two miles from here. Now, a white man has come. And women. <laughs> yeah, and the woods are shrinking, our lands are shrinking, and some of us are reduced to stealing what we need to survive from the pale-faced invaders. And what is the response? Shame? <laughs> Sympathy? Charity? No. They chain me to this wooden pillar, and they throw rocks and rotten food at me. <gasps> that's terrible. We've got to let him out. Look, he might look like the love child of Johnny Depp and Iggy Pop, but he's a criminal. Let him serve his sentence. On the other hand, he is pretty buff. Here, let me help you out, Mr... 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 What is your name, anyway? Hi, how are you? I'm well, thank you, but what is your name? Hi, how are you? I'm well, thank you, but what is your name? Hi, how are you? I'm well, thank you, but what is That's your... his name. His name is Hyoria. It's probably quite a common name from around these parts. Be ethnically sensitive, Wendy, please. Don't judge him. Hyoria is probably like the male form of Pocahontas. Actually, it's not common at all. It's just that my father was a bit of a joke. Ah. 
So what were you in the stocks for, Hayawaya? Uh, I was selling my grandfather's land to the white man in exchange for some pretty awesome beads, you know? <laughs> That's horrible. No wonder you were locked up. Hey, but uh, no, no, no. I wasn't locked up for that. I was locked up because I traded some of them beads for opium. I got shit-faced and tried to rape a pig. Oh. Was it, was it premeditated? Oh, no, I didn't exactly plan to go rape a pig. So it it was just, you know, I was wasted. It looked really good. It oinked at me in a uh, seductive manner. It wasn't cold-blooded then. No, no, no. It was, it was spur of the moment, a crime of passion. Uh, anyway, hi, how are you? We've come here looking for a dream catcher. Do you know where we can get one? Uh, I don't know. Uh, what's a dream catcher? You know, they're these Native American things which tourists buy all the time. Kind of wooden hoops with string patterns in and beads and feathers and stuff all over them. <laughs> Never heard of them. Taurus buy them, you say? Not, to- not just Taurus. All sorts of spiritual people from Wiccans to environmentalists. Mmm, sp- spiritual people, sp- special people. Everyone loves dream catchers. Hey, you don't say. Hmm. Well, if you don't have one anyway, I don't know what we're supposed to do now. How are we going to get one for the disembodied alien intelligence? I guess we'll just have to grab one from Kmart on the way home. I guess so. Isn't that how they ended Lord of the Rings? And that's how I got them out of here, just so I could throw this awesome party. Haha, totally sweet. Pity there's no more disembodied chicks, though. It's a real non corporeal sausage fest in here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh no! They're home! They're quick! Hide the large storage container full of fermented gases drawn from the rings around the third moon of Jaglum Banus Beta. And the weed! Sorry, bro, I'm on parole. I'm out of here. Ah, home again. And what's all this? Oh, I was just, uh, this old... Have uh, you been having a party while we were away, young man? Young man, I am over 300 trillion years old. That's no excuse. (laughs) Is that fermented gases drawn from the rings around the third moon of Jaglum Banus Beta, I smell? Did you get my pet rock? You asked for a dream catcher. Did I? Well, that doesn't sound like me. Was I high? How can we tell? Man, I wish I had a pet rock. Somewhere out there is a pet rock, and it's lonely. Because we haven't fulfilled our destinies yet and met. I think he's high. I think this is how we tell. Groovy. Hmm. Maybe there is. Maybe there could be some other sort of cue to know when someone is high. Whoa. Intelligence. I will get my revenge. Damn you, Senzor, you, you weird Wait, sounding you been, completely have different. Have been pissing off fag hags too in your... Everyone's been... Oh my god. <clears throat> Everyone needs a hobby. Anyway, so, uh, what comes next is the caller bit. How do we do that usually? So, what's today's theme? I don't know. Uh-huh. Um... There were there some role-playing games, and what's called the role-playing hour, and people can call in and talk about their boring role-playing, hour, role-playing game characters for ages. Or they're boring role-playing our characters. So why don't you call in and tell us all all about your favorite role-playing character from D&D or Gerps or Murple Fatal and tell us about everything he did. Or tell us about that time you had a crazy night out like Jim. Tell us what happened. That could be a good story too, in real life. The number to dial is 83135000, or you can write on our Facebook wall. Just look for the role-playing hour dot facebook.com slash facebook.com I don't know <laughs> I don't in front of me. look for it in the thing yeah anyway you're listening to 
the role-playing hour on Radio Adelaide 101.5 FM, digital radio and online. And you can contact us during the week on the Facebook page, of course, if you want to contact us for any reason. All our old episodes are up on WordPress. There's like 260 of them. Um, last couple were pretty good. You can listen to those. They're all right. Um, and just search for the role-playing hour, I guess. R-O-L-E. I don't remember all these addresses. If you Google it, it's going to come up eventually. So, uh, that's how organized we are. TheRoleplayingHour.wordpress.com 83135000. Tell us about your craziest night ever or your boring role-playing ca- character because there's the two, there's two stratas of human society. The ones who spend their Saturday nights with their boring role-playing characters, which is like me, or during the week with their boring role-playing hour characters, which is like me, or there's those who go out on the weekend and have crazy fun nights. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have a crazy fun night right now. You know how? You see this big sack here? You've been wondering why it's been squirming. I'm going to crawl right in. This is Jonathan Frakes, and I hate the role-playing hours so much that whenever I hear it, I want to eject my warp core. So here we are. If you have a crazy night, eight three one three five thousand. Tell us all about it. Tell us your fantastic story. All right on our Facebook wall. So far, we have what do we have? One, I think, from the man who usually plays Clutterbuck. Has has you know that's not even important. He's put a picture of a razor called Sensor, which is a very in joke that you would have to have listened to the last fifteen episodes to understand. So and who does that? <clears throat> no one, according to our stats. So. <laughs> Uh, Lies, okay. I listen. <laughs> Eight, three, one, three, five thousand. Okay, whatever. Uh, nothing on the Facebook wall that I can see of interest. So I guess the prize has changed. You know, if you subscribe mm. to Radio Adelaide, then you Ooh. can win a prize. One person a month, I believe, wins a prize. To subscribe, mm-hmm. it's fifty-two dollars a year, or twenty-six dollars concession. Dial eight three one three five thousand during business hours, or ask us on our Facebook wall, and we'll give you the details. Yeah. Or look, Google Radio Adelaide. Look for the address and um, find out other ways of contacting them, such as email. You can't pay online, but you can talk to them and over the phone or whatever and do something like that. The prize is a good feeling in the heart because oh. you have supported community radio and oh. you've helped your fellow artists oh. talk to nobody late at night and no one cares. Yeah. And it's also potentially, not guaranteed, but potentially a three-night getaway to the Beach Huts, Middleton. Mm. Kate Middleton? Ooh. Pippa Middleton. Oh, Pippa. The Pippa's Beach Huts. No, someone will commit suicide. Is that what the kids call someone them Someone will commit suicide if we talk about that. No. <laughs> a three-night getaway to the Beach Huts Middleton includes three nights accommodation, spa, and courtyard. Ooh. That's a killer combination. Mm. Get out of the spa, go into the courtyard. <laughs> <laughs> Discount at Blue's Restaurant. Mm. Mm. And Continental Breakfast. Uh, you know how they like to do things at the con- on the continent. Breakfast is a euphemism for making bread. love. <laughs> it's valued at over $600. A three one three five thousand to subscribe and you could win that. Ideally, if you're subscribing and you mention us, we should give you something. But no one ever does it, so we no- don't know what to offer. Anyone have any ideas now off the top of their heads of what we can offer people if they subscribe? I will send you a personalized video clip of myself dancing around the studio naked. 
<laughs> I am serious about this. We want subscribers. Please, or, or, you can, or you can, here. You'll be you can ask me on the security you camera. My shoes are kind of getting old. I mean, people can have my shoes if mm. they want. Mm. Yeah. I think we just lost any listeners we may have had. <laughs> I did use well, we've got shoe <laughs> fetishists, uh, fat guy fetishists. There I mean, big buff dudes that around. look awesome fetishists. Oh, shoe fetishes. Yeah, I've got some, some photos of my feet. <laughs> you know, I'm going to put it out there. I'll give you a single lock of my hair when Ooh. it next falls out, and that means that hair is never going to grow back again. Mm. So you've got it in its last bit of life. It'll be one of the lock. last few, too. Yeah, the last ones that will ever appear in my head, and you get to keep it. Mm. I'm not offering anything for me because every time I offer something, nobody takes the offer. So screw you guys. <laughs> screw you. No, he just doesn't want to be claimed. You get contempt. Mm. This is Robert O'Reilly, and I hate the role-playing hour. I wish their B.O. and inconsistent hygiene would be banished from this world and into the halls of Stolokar. Oh, go suck the big one. Meanwhile, in the Puritan province of Massachusetts Bay. Oh, goody-two-shoes, it is good to see that the single thread that holds you above the yawning pits of hell didn't snap in the night. Good morning to you. No, thank you, goody-batty. It is likewise good to see that the foul fiend that awaits you has not yet taken you into eternal torment, for death can come at any time and without warning. And so few of us are chosen to be the elect. Good morning to ye, too. Goody-batty, goody-two-shoes. What is it, goody-bags? My cow, she has given forth curdled milk this morning. Why, that's most unusual, Goody Bags. Did ye pray for curdled milk? Nay, I did nay. Mmm, this bodes ill. There may be evil abroad. Goody Two-Shoes, Goody Baddie. What is it, Goody Up Horsey? I woke up this fine Massachusetts morning and my cat had exploded. Hmm, Goody Up Horsey, did ye pray for your cat to explode? Nay, I did nay. This is most queer. You know, Goody Two-Shoes, I think there may be a witch... In the colony. You may well be right, goody baddie. We must organise a cruel and unfair witch hunt as an allegory for McCarthyism at once. What about her who lives in this hut? She's always been a little queer. That she has, goody baddie. Let's see if she's a witch. Possessed by the devil and using her dark magics to visit evil upon a Puritan town. Yes, let's. Yes? Hello, are you a witch? Well, I'm pagan. A pagan, really? That's right. My name is Goody Didn't See Us. Goody Didn't See Us. What makes you say you're a pagan? Well, I brew homeopathic remedies in my house. I'm a bit of a naturopath, you see, and I do some acupuncture on the side. And what is in these homeopathic remedies? Well, I make tinctures from blood of dead virgins. I see. Do you kill the virgins yourself? No, I outsource. Must need a lot of virgins for all those tinctures. Oh, no. One virgin can last for ages. I dilute the blood down in water. It's a 6C dilution, so it's diluted by a factor of 106 times. So, say, by the second stage, it's already been diluted 100 times, 100 or 10,000. By that point, for every drop of a virgin's blood, there would be 9,999 drops of water. And that's just the second dilution out of six. All right, thank you for your help. You didn't make Goody Bag's cow give curdled milk or Goody Upper's cat explode. What? Aren't you going to arrest me? Give me unfair trial and burn me? Mm, uh, no, why? I'm selling virgin's blood. <laughs> no, no, you're not. It's likely there's not even one molecule of virgin's blood in that homeopathic solution. You are selling scented water. Goodbye. What about here? She's a little touched. 
a bit of a moon child. All right, let's try. <clears throat> Good day there. Yes? Hello there, goody, goody, yum-yums. You're not a witch by any chance, are you? Or possessed by the devil? I am a spellcaster and a follower of natural magic. Oh. Well, it's that I'm more spiritual, really. I'm spiritual, deeply spiritual. I see. And how are you spiritual? I'm a druid. Ah, so you live in Iron Age Island? And you kill people in bogs? No, not that sort of druid. The real sort of druid, the spiritual one who loves nature. But the druids left no written records. They have almost no legacy. We know next to nothing about them. But we do know one thing. Mm -hmm. What's that, goody two-shoes? They killed people in bogs. Mm. No, I like believe in Mother Earth and nature. I like candles. So can you describe your religious lifestyle and tell us what it entails exactly? Well, I believe in a variety of gods and goddesses, but no organized religion. I mean, sometimes on the solstice I will go out and offer sacrifice. Sacrifice? Yeah, have some celery, because I'm a vegan, and then I go home and buy some candles. Ah, goodbye. Wait, aren't you going to arrest me and make me a martyr for the neo-pagan faith? (laughs) No. Why not? Your belief system is so ill-defined, it's hardly even a belief system at all. It's based on scholarly corruptions from 200 years ago with no basis in fact, and yet you claim its practices are eternal? (laughs) Really, your supposed religion is a joke. Yeah, well, that's just what you say, man. <sighs> One more heart we can try. <coughs> good morning. Ah, good morning. We are just asking around the colony because we are a little worried. Goody Bag's cow gave curdled milk and Goody Up Horsey's cat exploded. You wouldn't happen to know anything about that, would you, Goody Eiei-O? Yes, we're mildly concerned that you're a witch. Well... I have a book full of magic words. I use it to transform my own life and those around me, sometimes in restrictive and dangerous ways. I hope only for oppression, and I want a world clouded in superstition, where freedom of thought is not allowed to flourish. I often hurt children to make them allow my magic words. I, I, I drink blood and eat flesh. I transform babies with magical liquids. I I think that most people deserve eternal agony for minor slights. I believe that the spirits are everywhere and they guide people's actions. I think all people are worthless and totally deprived tools of the devil. Spirits should just change the way human beings are on a whim. Oh, never mind then. Yes, you're clearly a Puritan like us. Have a lovely day. Have you found out who curdled my cow's milk yet? It probably happened because you're a filthy sinner! I still don't know why my cat exploded. (coughs) Actually, that was me. I had sex with it. Oh, Goodman up, horsey. You are a terrible reprobate. I know. I'm totally depraved and don't deserve to be forgiven for my sins. I'd better work hard till I die and then go to hell. Well, we didn't find a witch at all. This is a rubbish allegory for McCarthyism. I know, we suck. Meanwhile in Adelaide. Okay, are you all ready for a new game? Okay, it is a dark and stormy night. Castle Verdun is eerily silent. Lightning flashes in the windows of the throne room. The king lays dead in a pool of blood as you wipe your blade clean. Hey, this is exactly my game. You're stealing it from me. No, you plagiarized my dreams, Jim. And besides, I execute it much better. By the way, do you have those notes you're using when you're trying to be a really shitty DM that one time? Can I borrow them? Fuck you, I'm not giving them to you. Your character dies, Jim. Let me roll the dice. A piano falls on him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>